now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. It's a brand new day. Hey, guys, this is Yolanda at DryerBuzz. And you know what a brand new day means? That means a brand new page in the book of life. A brand new page in the book of life or the book of life that we are all writing. All right, you already know this podcast. This is uh, a t- live taping of a podcast let me swipe to my brand new blank page i know it's way deep in the afternoon yes i am somewhere getting out of bed i had had a couple deadlines you know on the weekends i have some deadlines that i need to post um before i do how to get out of bed so i have to literally like roll out of bed and get those done and I was working on some stuff, trying to figure out some of this Facebook stuff. I'm telling y'all, these social media platforms, listen, if you don't have your tribe, your team that's keeping up with all of this stuff, somebody, subscribe to somebody. I used to be that person, but I can't keep, hold on, I got a term sound down. I can't keep up with it. I'm telling you, and I used to be the master of it. I'm still a master of it. I'm just mastering another part of it right now. But listen, have people that you can check in with that can let you know what's going on, okay? We already talked about your I-team. I trust everyone around me. I-team, there is an I-N team. It's right before the team, okay? Don't let it, don't get, but don't be behind. Don't be last. Be first. It's right before the team. So, again, a brand new day, a brand new page, and there's somebody's got the hairdryer going, the vacuum is going, and I'm all loud. The dog is like, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? Uh, Happy weekend. I hope everybody survived the week. Let's just exhale. Sometimes we should just have an exercise. Sometimes we should just sit here quietly. But then if you sit quietly, somebody's going to say, wait, this is dead air. It's just an image. No. Listen, this is where we do the first thoughts of the day. I would say first thoughts of the morning, but half the time it's not morning. (laughs) This is where we stop. We pause uh, just for a few minutes, get some clarity on how we living. How are we living? Are we living intentionally? I love being intentional, right? Are we, if you go back, if I turn back and we leave yesterday and yesterday, except for yesterday, guys, if you want to go back and look at my timeline and see the scope that looks like this one or the podcast that sounds like this one, we talked about agreement. We talked about a lot of times we can't get out of bed because We got some all, we got all bad agreements going on. So we talked about correcting those agreements, getting what we want, learning our ass. We we borrowed some more from Beyonce. Uh, And one thing that Beyonce has is some, Beyonce has, and let me make sure I say this right so that I don't get misquoted. Beyonce has the best ask ever. She has the best ask ever, right? She knows what to ask for. The problem with us and the reason we can't get out of bed sometimes is because we don't know what to ask for. We don't know how to declare our value. We don't know how to declare the fact that we simply want something, that we need some foresight so we can get it. We need to know what it looks like when we get it. Black Writer Space, welcome me in. Welcome in. I'm talking to a couple people over here on uh, Periscope. Welcome in, guys. Uh, futurism. This is all about futurism. People you want to know what's futurism and what's Afrofuturism. It's like everybody seeing themselves in the future, right? Most of us, for the most part, see ourselves in the future. You see yourself in tomorrow. People say tomorrow is not promised. We understand it's not promised, but what, what are you going to do if it happens? Right. You want to be a little bit proactive. Well, if tomorrow happens or when tomorrow happens, because guess what? You got a lot of tomorrows. Okay. I'm just saying 
It, and you're supposed to have faith. If you got faith, then you might have a future, right? So we turn to a blank page and we look for an antidote of how to get out of bed today. What's that thing that we're going to concentrate on? I've had some stuff going, not bad stuff, some good stuff going on already. I love the fact that I can wake up in the morning and my phone's not ringing. I don't owe nobody. I didn't do nobody wrong. I could leave yesterday in yesterday. I could leave all of that there. Yes, podcast. I'm just saying, and I get to start with a new blank page. I've been given again the breath of life where the sun is trying. It's up there somewhere because it's clearly daylight, okay? So now, listen, I have to start mine. Yes, love it. I need to feature you. Send me some times and some dates. I will jump on a podcast. I'm telling you, I love podcasting. I have been podcasting uh, since back in the day of pirate radio. Anybody know about pirate radio? Pirate radio means whatever airways you could command, you would command those airways. Whether it was on the CB, whether it was on the phone, the hotline, you were that person. You were like, whoa, I can interrupt the broadcast. Podcasting means I can disrupt the broadcast. I can interrupt, disrupt the broadcast. I can make it mine. Hey, Celsi, I used to I, I used to rock fax machines. Y'all people don't know. If you, if there was, if I got hold to a fax number, you know how people give their cards and they had a fax. If I got hold to a fax number, honey, you were going to get a newsletter from me. That's how my day started. My day would start when my night would go on and on and on writing up this newsletter, right? Because I would always seem to have this best little piece of juicy buzz. And then I would do this newsletter. And if I had a, got a hold to a fax number, I'd fax my newsletter. But then came the internet. And I'm like, whoa, I could put this newsletter on the internet, right? Hey, the art is. I could put this newsletter on the internet, right? And then, <laughs> I love the whole James Beard story now that I know it. Nobody could read it because nobody had the internet. Only a few people had the internet. They called them the early adopters, the early thought leaders and so forth and so on, right? So then it's like, even though I had the internet, I still had to fax it because nobody, you know, at six o'clock, the internet would die off because nobody had the internet at home, right? Remember we had the whole digital divide thing. So then um, we ended up, we went from newsletter, from faxing, to the internet, had to come back a little bit from the internet, went to CDs, we went to print newsletter copies, all of that, and then came, uh, what was something, what was something before broadband, there was dial-up, DSL, I think it was, and then it ushered into a high-speed broadband, all that kind of stuff, until now, everybody's connected, right, if you got a phone, you can get to somebody's Wi-Fi, whether it's a smartphone of today, smartphone of yesterday, or you still on a, a RS feed, whatever. Hey, listen, there's a way to get the information out there. There's a way to publish, publish. Now that is such an empowering word that I don't, there's a way to broadcast, right? Honey, what, those are some words y'all don't understand. It's, those words are so important to me because that's been my life's goal is to publish and to broadcast, right? And those are two things that I respect in this world more than anything is the ability to do it, but with a level of integrity. It's a lot. Everybody got access to this thing, right? Everybody don't have integrity. Let's just write down integrity. Let's just write. Because at the end of the day, it matters to some, not to most. It matters to some. And where you want to be at the end of the day, you want to be around those that have some integrity. Because everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't able. I'm telling you exactly. Somebody got a Wi-Fi for y'all. I'm telling you, 
Y'all got a little bit of delay, but that's all right. I'm telling you, you want to be at the end of the day, you want to be around somebody with integrity because people who don't, people who got drama, people who talk about they got haters, it's some integrity issues up in there. It's some errors up in there. Y'all, I done wrote about it, talked about it forever. H-A-T-E. Those are people that are highly attracted to error. That's what hate is. You highly anticipate the error. Hate. I, we, my daughter used to say, I hate this and I hate that and I hate this. And I just stopped one day and I asked her, do you anticipate an error? What's going on? Why are you hating everything? You know? And so she thought about it. Okay, did mommy just Gary Beast me? Yeah, I just Gary. I'm like, because you keep hating everything. Do you anticipate an error? Because it's like that seems to get you vocal. You become so vocal on the things that you hate that I can't figure out what you love. I'm not going to support what you hate. I'm not co-signing that. But let's find out what you love because I'm all in that for you, right? I'm in that with you. What do you love? And all of my children had to answer that. Because I'm going to tell you, you ain't got but this one life to live. And I'm, I'm praying reincarnation is a thing because I sometimes I need a do-over. There's, there's so much I can't get done in this lifetime. Please send me back because I got some more to do, right? But I'm just saying, I cannot support what you hate. My daughter and I, we were just having a conversation about some of the stuff that's trending right now and all this kind of stuff. And then I, yesterday, let me tell y'all, and I, I, I'm an ear hustler. I'm a blogger. And people keep thinking that I am this vocal, this loud when I'm out in public. You will more often than not, often than not, find me not saying a daggone word. Okay, I don't say y'all when I'm out and about. I am so quiet and so reserved. I am ear hustling like crazy, and then I have to like block out certain things because in that I am a blogger, there are those who like to say certain things around me, dropping hints, want me to ask follow-up questions. I'm like, I ain't even interested in that stuff. And I was, I get a chance to really listen to people because I, that's my, that's data is my life. Okay. This is not a dress rehearsal. I'm telling you data is my life. So I'm, I'm like the mate. I'm like the uh, Terminator in the matrix. I'm like, that's what I'm looking at. All of that data going by. I'm like, whoa, okay. Cause I know, I understand if I hear one person say, say something or do something that represents a population, it's a certain amount of population dealing with that. And yesterday, only word I kept saying, just fraud, fraud. Remember in the movie, Claudine, which happens to be my absolute favorite movie. And they were walking out of the, the welfare office and they kept saying fraud, fraud, you know, cause that's fraud. There are so many people out there who are without, who are functioning without integrity and dignity. They don't care anything about integrity. They don't care anything about dignity. The, I'm like, I'm like the stuff that they aspire to be, the stuff that they aspire to have. And I keep trying to figure out, I'm like, I can't get with that. I'm so glad I can't get with that. Y'all, and it's like, that's all they live for every day, all day. I'm listening to people. Like this, this young girl, I'm like, oh my gosh, she looks nice. They're getting ready to go out. And man, she started talking and I was like, oh my God, girl, shut up. Who is that? That is that. Let me tell you, there's a book out there, y'all. If you have daughters, and and no, if you walk in the earth, let me just put it this way: if you walk in the earth, there was a book that came out uh, called "The End of Men," and it's about young women of. And I don't know if there were millennials. Seems like the book was by the time she did the study. I think it might have been the women before millennials. So it might have been that the women that's. We don't even talk because, you know, everybody talks about the millennials, right? Happy Saturday. Zakir Ringo is in and inviting followers. There is uh, a book 
called the end of men. And I think these are the young women that have led us to the many of the thoughts we have about our millennials and younger. These are the women who were kind of in, I don't know where they fit. Cause they, they just, they just took society for it. They might be the 30 year olds right about now. At the time of, at the time of tape. And I think they might be the third. They're not necessarily the 20 and they're not necessarily the forties, but they're somewhere in there. Right. They said, you're going to make me <laughs> choke on this coffee. They are right there. With these young women are horrible, horrendous. They are doing some stuff, y'all, that we cannot fathom. They're they doing some stuff that we might have even done and we'll probably never, ever tell nobody. Right? Because we wanted to come through this thing on the other side. Because, you know, we just wanted to come on the other side of that and still have some dignity. Dignity is none of their concern. Integrity is certainly none of their concern. They live an absolute fraud life. Let me tell you, the things that these young women are doing up in these clubs, the things that they say, the things that come out of their mouth. I'm like, where is your mother? Where is your grandmother, your auntie, your father, your grand? Do they even know what a grandfather is? Do they know what a daddy is? I don't understand. It's bigger than daddy issues. It's so big. And it's a level of abandonment. It's, I don't know what, I don't, I, I know what it is because I was there. I'm not going to act. Let's not act like we weren't there. We saw this thing happening. And I know I tried to do something about it. Hell, I wrote about it, volunteered, all that kind of stuff. And now they are, I, I was watching Iyanla and she was telling a young lady, a, a young woman, who's now somehow seemed to have age. She continued to age. But I remember Yella said to her, you're 15 years old. She told her, and I don't even watch, I refuse to watch Fix My Life because that is not the Yella that we we had. The, the 15 year olds, you know, that's not the Yella we had. That's just not, okay? Um, Yella is like trying to survive right now. Okay, I'm just saying, right? She's getting ready, that, that, she's getting ready to, uh, what she call it? The Acts of Faith remix. Right. But you don't need if it, if it was good and it worked, you don't need to remix it. Right. Forget the club. What the what but see what they're doing on social media is amplifying what's happening in the clubs and in the homes and all this kind of stuff. And the lifestyle is something to be afraid of. But did I say what the book was called? The books is called The End of Men. It's called The End of Men. And I remember um, listening to it because I got it as an audible book because I one of the things I do is I watch. Um, book TV, which is part of NPR. And right about this time, all the cities, all the major cities are starting to kick off their book festivals. And I remember seeing the author of the book and she might've even been a conservative or whatever. I, I don't even think she was a conservative. She just was like frantic because of these daughters that, that she was raising or nieces she had. And she was like, what's going on? These women don't even want a husband. What's going on? These women don't even want, they don't want anything. And so she started doing this research and capturing this data. She wrote this book and she was like, it's the end of men. Because they're not bringing home any men, you know. And if they do, they bring home too many, <laughs> you know. And so she wrote this book, and I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had daughters at the time, and I'm like, whoa, let me start. Let me check for some of these signs, right? And, and yeah, I had to snatch mine back, too. Like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I had to, just like going in there, I was having a discussion with my daughter about some stuff in current radio and television and trends. And I have the discussions with them just to see their reaction. You know, I need you to be just as disgusted as your mother is right now. 
right? Like, I let my children watch BET. We, we, we go sit there and watch it together. And I would let them know that uh, black entertainment television, the network, destroys generations, right? So they knew. And if you don't want me to block it out of this house, you better understand what they are feeding your generation. Because it was around during my time. It was entirely different, which is why you now hear them talk about they need to rebrand and bring back this audience and bring. That's why all this reboot stuff is going on because the audience that they found themselves with has no integrity and certainly has no dignity, right? It's just not there. So now they want to all dial it back to the previous generation, which was the last true television generation, which really was my generation. Y'all, I swear I got too much sodium in me because I'm, I'm having, I'm welting up over here. And uh, so I got to go back and figure out how much salt did I put in my food, okay? But anyway, reaction. Food is medicine. That's another podcast. So integrity. So yesterday I ended the day. I just remember coming home and saying, regardless, let me maintain. It can get blocked. Exactly. Regardless, let me maintain my integrity. I remember talking about integrity. I sit back and I watch uh, things that like Snoop Dogg is like the the um, thermostat right now. Snoop Dogg is thermostat. Cardi B is the thermostat. You know, the thermostat. Oh, let me write that down. Thermostat. Thermostat, y'all. Write that down. And I remember back in the day, I used to work with recording artists. I used to work, I, I was in community organizing. So whenever these artists would come to town and they wanted a photo op, or they literally legitimately wanted to do something good, they would, um, their PR and publicists and all that, are you going to do it in in-person something around? Yes, Celsi, um, get with me. We are, uh, I need to, I need to find out what's going on on the PR side and, and so forth. Um, we actually think, think about tailgating. We keep hearing that there will be some level of tailgating depending on the weather. Um, but yes, we are planning on doing a live broadcast, podcast or something. But I have not requested any kind of credentials. Um, and I guess I need to follow up on that. But that's, that's and, and, and I may not, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure out like what's going on. And it's kind of, I haven't done that. I haven't, haven't, um, done that in a while. So I got to figure out where to start. (laughs) Um, so I will definitely right now, we're just trying to create some general buzz about the podcast and we do have a event page going on. We're posting some stuff, but we're definitely trying to podcast and I'm talking about Michelle Obama. Speaking of integrity (laughs) and, and dignity, um, we are talking about Michelle Obama's tour coming to Atlanta in May, which actually is in a couple weeks. We're winding down. So I might, we might be what right at the window of credential. I might, I guess I better check, but I had not thought because you know, one of the things too is when you do get credential for somebody, let's talk. I want to do something. Join us, join us. One of the reasons I don't want to do it with it. Like, yeah, okay. I'd love to have a photo op with Michelle Obama. But one of the reasons I don't want to do the press route is because so what they do, you end up off, you end up stuck somewhere. Whereas I really want to capture the momentum outside the arena leading up to the time. There's so much that we want to do that no PR publicist, 
you know, I don't want to be stuck in some press room, you know, waiting for her to be ushered in or through and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just don't. I just don't. I And I got so turned off on doing that kind of stuff one time. One year I was covering an award show and they had us in this like, you know, quote unquote room and we missed the whole damn show. And I'm like, that's not what I want to blog about. I need, I need the, I, want, I like having the experience of the event. So right as of right now, we are thinking about tailgating. I'm looking to see, um, watching to see what the kind of, what security is going to look like. We don't want to get, we just don't want to get locked in somewhere because of security concerns, whatever. Uh, I don't want to do press route either. Exactly. Because we'll end up in the belly of the arena. They'll usher her in. Oh, snaps, quick photo, maybe a chance to talk. If they do a blogger reach or something like that, and that which I doubt, I haven't seen, you know, I, frankly, I haven't seen that uh, on any other level. Hell, the people who get to interview her, they fanning out so bad, you know, they're so good. They're fanning out so good that I think it's literally a swoop in, swoop out uh, kind of situation. Because, I mean, Michelle just has those kind of demands on on stuff like you're not gonna get my entire life and I think it's really a swoop in swoop out kind of thing and I don't want to get stuck somewhere and miss what's truly morphing um um in the the life I want to see people's lives change and you can't do that from behind the press veil you know I really want to see the young woman who I want to meet the young woman who gave her all sacrifice some stuff, risk some things to get her ticket, to be up in there and come in there. She's going to hear a word that's going to change her life. See, I'm that person to spot that person, right? I want to spot that person, you know, and that's the story that I want. That's the story that I really want. Somebody that truly read or, or heard something in her words and like, man, if I could just get to her. Cause I remember y'all when Oprah was on, did her tour. And when it came to Atlanta and I had, I had a great opportunity, got a chance to, you know, experiencing in the suite. I left the suite. I'm like this suite life. I'm like, these people up in the suite and getting it. I got to go get down here with the people. So I left the suite, you know, straight up VIP level. And I'm like, let me go out here with the, with the regular folk. Right. And, uh, and I just remember it was just, there was a woman, let me tell y'all, there was a woman. In, in, in the Oprah event, they gave you this book. And you, it was all interactive. You had this bracelet, and the bracelets lit up based on how people were feeling, how you were responding. And it was like an amazing experience. But I just, the, the thing to take away from that event was the seats were so expensive, so expensive. And at the time, I was in media and I had a chance to experience it in the suite. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I got to get up out of here. Let me go on out here and hang out with him with some folk, right? And so, excuse me, the the level, the floor, down on the floor, you could be on the first row with Oprah. I remember throughout the day, you do these different exercises. The speaker would come out, and then you move. You had your book. They gave you a journal. And so in between the speakers, you would go. Somebody would come out, either Oprah or whatever, and facilitate uh, you doing an exercise in the journal. Uh, I'm the same way. The story is, yeah, it's not in the suite. Sometimes it is. Now, when you, when you crash a sweet part, when you crash a sweet, see, I'm, I just like that rogue life, right? If you crashing, then it's a story there. But so Oprah would come out and she would facilitate these exercises in between her speakers, right? 
So I remember uh, we were doing this exercise. It was a page that had all these circle circles on there. And you had to do these all these little diagrams in the circle. And it was basically gauging your emotions, your happiness, and so forth, right? So one particular exercise, they came out. We had to circle. We had to draw all these little lines. Each of the lines we had to identify. We had to do kind of like a, gra- a pie chart. And the pie chart, by the time you finish this exercise, it created a pie chart. And that pie chart basically gauged how satisfied you were with your life right now mind you all the all the rich women to the wealthy women to the women that had as much money as oprah were down on the floor and the ones that could could muster up as much money as oprah could sit next to oprah right when i tell y'all that when we did this exercise the higher it went up to the let me the happier women were in the nosebleeds <laughs> Because Oprah started calling out. She was like, you know, stand if you, because at the end of the exercise, you had to score, right? So now, mind you, we all at this event because our lives just ain't right. We need to go figure out what's Oprah's success story, right? But mind you, once you figure out this pie chart and it, then she gave you, she said, well, that chart tells you how happy you are, how satisfied you are with your life. If you score this, stand up. And, and folks started standing up. And if you scored this, stand up. You know, and it, basically you had to end up putting all these emojis and happy faces. And I noticed that the happier people, well, hell, they were in the nosebleeds. And the closer it got down to the floor, the people were more and more unhappy. Do you know the most unhappy? And, and Oprah was like, is there anybody in here who didn't have any smiley faces or whatever, zero happiness. Anybody score X X amount of which equated to zero, you got zero happiness. You were here today because you got zero happiness. When I tell you one woman, one woman in that place stood up. And guess what? And this is how we make assumptions. Guess where her seat was? She was sitting right next to Oprah. She risked it all to buy the seat on the front row. Lo and behold, she was in Oprah's circle. She was sitting right there next to Oprah. Now, mind you, what do we do? We look at that front row. That We think they got all the clout. Oh, man, they got it going on. This one, Oprah was like, Wait, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, Oprah stopped the show. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm and the rest of us was like, oh, we good. We got, we got, I got, we got, I got hella emojis on here, right? I only had one category that I wasn't able to put anything in, and that was some money, right? I didn't have whatever they consider to be the wealth thing, right? I'm like, but dang, I got family, I got my kids, I got doing, I do what I love, and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, damn, I should be quite satisfied with my life, right? But you sit and you make assumptions, and you think that somebody's got it better than you. Oprah had to stop the show. It was like, wait a minute, because this woman, there were several moments in the show that kind of made Oprah look kind of bad. But this woman said, Oprah was like, whoa, you sitting right next to me? And you can't put, you can't put any happiness or smiley emojis or your, you, you scored zero happiness. 
And the, the lady, she said, come up here on this stage. She brought up on the stage and they went over her exercise and her book. She had no family. Okay, she was exiled or whatever from her family. She wasn't talking to the mom, the dad, the sisters, the brothers, the this, that, and the other. She had no kids, okay? She had a career that she hated. She had excelled to the to the highest level in companies. She hated every bit minute of it. I think she wanted to go bake some cookies or something somewhere, right? She had all the money in the world. She had all the money she could ever... She's like, I got money. but I can't, and Money don't buy you happiness. And everybody in the room was like... Like she was, thank lady, thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up. Because this woman sent everybody home happy. That woman, not Oprah, not Ayala, not Deepak Chopra, not the Eat, Pray, what's the lady with the Eat, Pray, Love, not her. I don't care who Oprah, how many people Oprah had on that stage. This woman sent everybody home happy because she had the one thing that everybody else it was up in there trying to figure out how to get, and that was the money. She had all the money in the world, as much as Oprah, pretty much. And she had zero, her, her graph chart showed zero, zero happiness. She had nothing that she wanted to put on her pie chart. And we were like, whoa, we have got to appreciate it our lives. We've got to learn to appreciate our lives, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've been. If you've been through it, guess what? You've been through it. Okay. You've been through it. And I'm not, my aunt told me one time, she was like, girl, get a better story. Can you please get a better story? <laughs> Can we please stop revisiting that? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you've been through it, you've been through it. Come on. Come on, come on out of it. And I'm not saying get over it. I'm not saying get beyond it. It's, it's, that's part of your story. But if you've been through it, you've been through it. And I'm telling you, that woman sent me home. I, I, I came out of there. I was like, I got to go home. I got to appreciate it all. I got to, y'all. I got to. And that's how I get, got to this point. That's how I got to this point. I'm, I'm going to live out loud. I am going to be transparent. I'm going to talk about what's going on. I, you got to, you have got to, because not only does it bring you clarity, it aligns your universe. That's the alchemist. That's the Yala. That's Oprah. That's all these things. That's the, uh, uh, Michelle Obama, Deepak Chopra, Dalai Lama, all of that. Uh, I'm looking at the books I got over here on the shelves. It's everything that we continue to look for. You know this stuff. You know it. And, it, and guess what? You're going to have days where you forget it. You're going to have days when there is something that meant so much to you that did not happen. Yeah, it's going to take you a minute. I, I've been through something. Now i got to go through this. And you're going to go through it again. Just re, at some point along the line, lift your head up above the fog and, re, and, and recall. Remember we talked about that? Remember and recall that you've been through. There are things that are going to disappoint us. Hell, I was disappointed the other day. I'm like, I spent all day in that kitchen. And I'm like, in the very next day, People act like I ain't never walked in the kitchen to cook for them. I'm like, what they do that? But then I'm like, well, Yolanda, those are your kids. You know, I'm like, it happens. You already know their personalities don't change. Y'all, I can't tell you that even once you, I got this whole journal here. I done wrote down this stuff. I done published all kind of books. Let me tell you, sometimes I have to go back and read that. I'm like, who wrote this? I wrote that. People come at me and quote me all day long. I'm like, I said that. I said that. Because I, I don't even believe I said that. It, it, it's giving me life again. Right? 
Because sometimes I sit down and write, and there's something that's supposed to come through me. Sometimes I go back and listen to the podcast. I'm like, well, damn. So I run into somebody. You inspired me to do this. I'm like, damn, I didn't even inspire myself. What did I tell you? Help me. I'm telling you. Oh, my God, because we all look for You're going to go through stuff. Even if you have to be around somebody that has no integrity, even though you're going to have to be around people who are living that fraud life, at the end of the day, just make sure you get away. Ooh, write that down. At the end of the day, make sure you get away. Make sure you just be, y'all, I don't, I don't even know what it's, th- maybe today is a nine day, because I feel like we've completed this thing. We're still going to scope tomorrow, but I just feel like we just got to stop thinking, I, it's not a hope dash or anything like that. It's just, we just got to understand there's a cycle. There's a cycle. And I think the faster you move through the things that don't work, obstacles, they're supposed to get in our way. You know, people are supposed to try to change us back. I mean, remember we talked about at the end of the day, and I keep keep saying at the end of the day, because I mean, we're getting out of bed because we want to make it to the end of the day, right? Um, But there are things that it will always try to change you back. Angela uh, talks about that on our Becoming podcast. There, there are forces that are always trying to change us back, right? That's why the seasons change. It's beautiful right now. Things are going to blossom even though the temperature dipping again. Um, but it's going to get cold again. Winter going to come again. Summer going to come again. Spring going to come again. Fall going to, hopefully, <laughs> it all comes again. But you just got to know. You, you deserve a part of all of this. We all deserve a part of all of this. And if you can't get out of bed today, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to tell you today? It's okay. Because it might be one of those days. And I'm not going to tell you that you ain't supposed to. You're supposed to have, you're supposed to incubate, not incubate. What's, what, what do the bears do? You're supposed to, what's that word, y'all? Come on. What's the word that the bears do? Um, uh, hibernate. You're supposed to hibernate at some point. And unfortunately, and I had this conversation with God himself. I'm like, some of this stuff, I don't think you thought about all of this. I don't think you thought about work and, and, and what it looks like today. And he was like, he's like, I'm, I'm trying to change it, right? I don't think, let me tell you, I think at some point you're supposed to hibernate. Now, unfortunately for a lot of us, hibernation looks like depression because all these other people who need us to be what they need us to be, when we're not what they need to be, then they want to call us crazy. But at sometimes you're supposed to hibernate. And I try, I try to look at it like, look, I need to hibernate. I need to stop. I need to stop thinking for a minute. I need to, I need to chill. I need to shallow my breath. I need to just lay here. I don't, and it's, it's usually three days that I might need to do that. Sometimes they'll fall in succession. Sometimes they'll come periodically, you know, but what I do now and how I continue is I try to recall, like, I can I recall this moment? Have I felt like this before? I ask myself those things. It's like, wait a minute. These behaviors are for me. Don't act like your own behaviors are not familiar with you to you. Cause they're familiar with everybody else. As soon as, as soon as they rise up, everybody else notices. You ought to notice it too. You snapping? Okay, let me just go chill, right? This is you always get on my nerve, but today I want to hurt you, so let me just go chill, right? We always disagree, but today I feel like okay, this is gonna be the last one. Let me just go chill, cause the only only thing you can control in all of this is yourself. The only thing you can control is sometimes I know some people you ready to back away and then they keep coming for you. Look, then you keep coming. I'm backing up. But if you keep coming forward, it's going to go down and we're going to have to have an agreement that this is that moment that's going to change it all. Right. 
And sometimes you have to have that conversation with yourself. Most of the time, more often than not, we have to have that conversation with ourselves. It's like, look, you already know you tripping. You already know how you feel. You don't want to. You don't want to recognize how you feel. And you know, if you keep going with in the way that you feel, it's not going to end well. Me, I don't like having to make apologies. I wish y'all could see people who expect an apology. Because one thing I will not say is, excuse me, I will not apologize. I'm not going to give you a disclaimer, okay? Because I'm not even about the negative side effects. And if the side effects are coming up, rising up, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, right? If you're in my way, I might just go on and bulldoze on through. There's some people like, like, first of all, I can tell you hella trying to inconvenience me. And if you hella trying to inconvenience me, I'm bulldozing on through. But if you just happen to be there, even though it's irritating me that you are in my presence, you know, I will try to go around you. But I'm not going to say excuse me because I'm not going to give you that kind of power that I need you to move. Because you can stay there, right? And I hate when people say excuse Y'all don't understand. And I think it's because of the industry that I'm in. Like, I have to deal with people, like, on red carpets and things like that. And, and you know, they, I have been... <laughs> With my human behavior, I have to, and I've hurt, unfortunately, I have hurt some people's feelings. I don't know. And then my thing is, I don't know why you brought feelings up in this anyway, right? But, because I'm that person. But I have integrity anyway. So, I hate the word excuse me. Because there's a sense that goes with that that's just not right. I can't, I cannot. My mother... Um, used to make me say, excuse me. And like, if I was going to interrupt her talking, I, I just got to the point where I'm not going to interrupt this woman. Cause she would chastise me right there. You know, you see me talking, you see me talking. Okay. What do you mean? You know, you say, excuse me, but you know, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna let the house burn down. Okay. You don't, you're on the phone, but you don't left this pot on. We just going to burn down. Cause I, ref- I'm, I'm just that stubborn. Okay. I'm going to sit here and wait and see how long, Till you and I both can't breathe. I'm that stubborn person. Cause I'm tired of you chastising because you always talking. I will always and forever have to say, excuse me. And I don't want to say it anymore. I hate y'all. I'm telling you, see, look that trigger. That's my trigger right there. Say, excuse me. And it will trigger something in me. Cause first of all, I'm going to look and see what, did you have an opportunity to do whatever you were going to do without having to inconvenience me? Excuse me to me means inconvenience me. I'm not here to inconvenience you. And, I, and first of all, I will check to make sure because I am not here to inconvenience anybody. And I'm like, wait, because, yeah, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not inconvenienced you, so no. And I have said no. And I wish y'all could see people's faces when I say no. When they say excuse me, and I go, no. Because you, 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 had, you had ample ways around me, Right? There's a young man out there today, a photographer, and I'm on my, I'm on my, I'm on my spot. And he realized I had a hella, I had a hella good shot, y'all, because that's what I do. I don't want, I don't want the shot everybody's getting, right? He came down, I'm standing there, he goes, excuse me, and I was like, no, go somewhere else. And he looked at me like, okay, rudeness, exactly. Yes, you are. Go away. When I tell you, he see me coming, he go the other way. That's how you order life. That's how you order life. I never will have to deal with him ever, ever, ever again in my life. Because I handle that. I'm just saying. Okay, that was a little bit of boasting. I'm sorry. But anyway. (laughs) 
I'm just saying, y'all, I don't know why. No, I know why you can't get out of bed. All you got to do is go back to the profile. Now, let me say this. Um, when you try to go back and look for more of these scopes. Hey, family. Hey, Glory. When you go back, we, we now branded with this picture. We've gone from a pink audio scope to the photo. Let me bring it up a little bit bigger for you there. Let me see. I can't remember how to do it. Boom. Is it that one? There we go. How to get out of bed. How did we dial it back to how to get out of bed? Because um, people ask me each and every day how to generate buzz. And sometimes I have to ask them, well, how did you get out of bed? Because they don't, they can't find their confidence. They can't, they don't feel like they're buzzworthy. They don't think they have a story. And I'm like, I can't help you with any of that until we figure out how you got out of bed or how to get out of bed because you've got to get out of bed each and every day. And you got to know that you are worthy. You got to know that you have value. I want you to, if you are listening to these and you don't have a journal yet, get yourself a journal. At the end of these, you should have jotted down something. You should have wrote something. You should have typed something in it. Even if you wholly disagree, please don't listen here and go somewhere else and talk about you disagree. Say it in here because then we can have a full on dialogue and discussion. Right. And, and let us know where. Right. Because I want you to have your voice. I tell people come in the scope, mute me and just watch some of the conversation that's going on in the comments, because how to get out of bed is a question as much as it is a statement. Yes, I have some answers and some antidotes having done it for a number of decades. Right. But then there are others. Sometimes I come in and it's literally a question. I'm like, y'all, I can't do it today. How do I do it today? And you'll find there's some amazing people that are contributing. Right. As Wendy said, her co-host, these are my contributors. You are the contributor. So help us help us. Cause sometimes like I'm, I may be on one day, you on another day, another person's on another day. And we just try and jot down some stuff. Sometimes like uh, ice came in and we were trying to find a word one day. We could not, we couldn't find a word to save our lives as we were talking about these things that were going on. And we, he said, reorient. And I was like, oh my God, that is it. Sometimes you have to reorient um, where you are. You got to reorient, change your orientation, right? Reorient yourself to something else. Um, and that's what we do. We just, just a word. We start with just a word and then you continue to write down different things. And some of you will expound. Some of you can write two, three pages. Me, I just need a couple words. I can go back through this journal. Each of these pages is just literally a couple words. And I can, I got written down today. I got integrity and I got thermostat. So what I want you to do, here's your exercise for today is I want you to identify your thermostat. What's gauging the temperature of your life? What is that thermostat? Is it, is it your relationships, your marriage, your job, your career? Somebody posted the other day about the, 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 the variance between incomes of two people of a married couple. And I'm like, well, first of all, why is that even discussed outside the household? Because when you cross that threshold, you, I don't care what role you have in your job or in your career, when it comes to running a household, that's a whole other role. So you can make a whole hell of a lot of money, make more money than the other person. But if you're no, if that person is 10 times, 10 X more uh, responsible than you are, it don't matter. 
Because at the end of the 30 days, I don't care how much you bring in. If you're irresponsible, you might be at zero. If they're responsible, they still got all day, done 10x theirs. So, you know, if that goes, that goes on, that goes with everything. So find the thermostat. So on your list, you know, we always try to do a list and, and try to have two categories on there, right? Um, so if you want to find your integrity slash your dignity, and we'll put dignity on here too because we said dignity. Integrity and dignity. What is the thermostat? Because if you think you are a person of integrity, how are you measuring that? How are you? How do you know that you're always on point? Is it because when you find yourself around a person that's not of integrity, you know how how fast do you distance yourself from that? That's the thermostat. Like, oh, if I find out this person is living in error, they lie, L-I-E, living in error, they live in error. Remember, we're taking the I-N-G off of everything, right? They live in error. How soon do you distance yourself from that? You'd be surprised. We talk about integrity. You'd be surprised how many people make those kinds of, make so many allowances to be around other people. And then they complain about the impact of that allowance, that that allowance, not that person. Okay. It's not that person. It's what you allow, what you tolerate. Right. Cause that person is who they are. They were born to be disruptive in this world, but you keep trying to justify being around them. Cause you think that that, that bottom line, deep down, you really think you get something out of whether you think you can save them or not. You honestly be honest with yourself. You think that you get something out of it, but if you question their integrity, what is what is your thermostat on? Like the one thing we debate about in this household the most is the thermostat. I'm freezing right now. I want to turn on the heat, and they're like, "No, mom, it's spring. It ain't spring until after Easter." Okay, you it's okay to run the heat and wear a t-shirt and robe and flannel and keep the because I'm old school. You cold until Easter, okay? So I should be able to turn up. I know I'm the mother, but I'm just saying. They come out. It's hot. It's hot. Mom, you, you're, you, you going through it. Yo, um, you, uh, what is it? anemic and all this kind of stuff. Impact was the word I wrote down that same day. I'm telling you. Thermostat. <coughs> Gauge yourself at the end of the day. Okay. If you get out of the bed today. At the end of the day, it's all about your own thermostat. That's the only thing that you have to control. So I want you to kind of gauge yourself. When you find yourself, your your cheek, your jaws are clenching, you know, you start making that fist, you're like, you're, you're bearing and grinning it, you're, you're tensing up, all those tense moments, what, check your thermostat. Check your thermostat. <laughs> thermostat, check it. Right? Because the only thing you can change is, is your, what you allow, what you are in agreement with, permissions you've granted. Take back some of those permissions. Make sure the agreements you're getting what you need and those kind of things. And on that note, y'all, I'm going to go turn up my thermostat because I am cold. It is cold. It is cold. And I have some pasta in the fridge uh, that I need to finish up, finish making some um, um, ravioli because I... I made too much yesterday and I'm only cooking for myself this weekend as everybody's out and about. And then I guess we're going to have an Easter dinner at some point, but I'm making this ravioli. So I'm going to make, make it up and cook some more of it today since I got an amazing sauce, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to freeze it. Cause they said pasta freezes very well. And the good thing about it, it only takes a few minutes to cook. 
Um, so I'm and I, I can't dry it because I got the spinach stuff in there. I was just thinking, but I could make it and dry it. But no, I can't dry this. I've got to keep this refrigerated. So I don't know. We may even eat it all. I'll see how much I got. I may make some more. I don't know. But hey, I got the chance of life to do it. So do you. So do you. Uh, check your get your thermostat, check your integrity, check the dick, your dignity and check the integrity and dignity of those around you and figure out how much are you tolerating? How much are you, how much are you tolerating? All right, y'all let's do what we do. Y'all know we do best. We work together to get out of bed. Bye. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.